Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve. My co-host is Kyle. Say hello, Kyle. Good evening, everyone. And tonight, our, the subject of our episode is Bobby Lashley, current WWE champion. I don't know why they don't call him a heavyweight champion. I don't know why they don't call him a world champion, but he is the WWE champion. Uh, much deserved. Should have had it a long time ago. Uh, wait, so way overdue. Well, we're also going to be discussing his past and, and his rise, and plus maybe some other things kind of related to him, some of the stuff that's just kind of basically going on in the world today, wouldn't you say, Kyle? I'm not sure where you're going to go with that. Well, not not an entire episode on it. That's something we can actually do later. But just why did it take so long for them to give Lashley the world title when he obviously deserved it? But because it's voice. That could be it. But he, he, go ahead. He's got a Mike Tyson sound. <laughs> I don't know if I get that far, <laughs> but but yeah, he is very soft spoken. I mean, that's that's for sure because you see this big hulking man walk in, and then when he speaks, I'm like, wow, it, the voice definitely did not match everything else. But now he does have a mouthpiece. MVP is doing a, a fantastic job in that role, but I, I still think Lashley should have had it prior. Maybe not necessarily during his first run in the WWE, even though he was the ECW World Champion. But later on, he was a TNA Champion. So somebody saw something in him. Yeah, but before we start, I want to go ahead and give our contact and listening info. Our email address, if you'd like to contact us and give us some feedback, give us some ideas, or just to say hi, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. Our Facebook is www.facebook.com slash armchair booking podcast. We're on Twitter at booking armchair. We are, have a YouTube channel. The link is actually listed in the description. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Stitcher. We're on Apple Podcast, and we're on Spotify. Miss anything, Kyle? No, I think you covered everything, but the fact we're not taking phone calls unless you're pre prearranged with our moderation staff. Exactly. And we are working on arranging some phone calls. Kyle, you've been actually telling me about uh, some potential guests you have in mind. And we won't scroll uh, it right now until we can actually get it. You know, we won't give actually give it any names. But uh, I do have a few lined up for future episodes for a third person to come to the armchair booking table. And, so, and, and some of these actually do have wrestling backgrounds i i believe you told me that well i'm i'm trying to coordinate our first well besides selena dean of course <laughs> greatest nwf champion of all time uh daggone right but some former professional wrestlers out here in maryland who i once trained with and who just he retired, so he said he'd do it, but getting him 
it, it's a little more difficult than filing my taxes. Hmm. And we know how filing taxes are, yeah, especially April 15th, which was tax day, as usually is every year. But unfortunately, on April 15th this year, just like last year, what happened in the WWE, Kyle? What are they thinking? Well, we we call call this stock market day, or as we phrased it on the day it happened, Black Thursday, because that is the day they cut all the main roster wrestlers to prepare for their dividends report, and, and they have done this the last couple of years and gotten rid of a substantial number of talent who, um, for what, an extra three cents on the dividend returns? And you know what? I Let me look at – I will look up what their dividend is. They have never wavered from 12 cents uh, per share. You know, good or bad, even when they were doing like really bad, uh, so there was nothing that they would not. So it it does have to do with their revenue, but we we talked privately. There's a couple names on the list I'm actually shocked to see, and a couple you kind of just didn't know they were there. One of whom she had just come back from injury. Uh, we'll go through the list real fast, and what do you think about these cuts? The first one is Billy Kay. Ridiculous, because first of all, they shouldn't have split up the Iconics, my opinion. The Iconics were an over team. They were the only female tag team. They had won the, the women's tag team titles. And it seems like every time they were starting to get over or something to, with the fans because they were supposed to be heels, but the fans started cheering them, and boom, they would they would stop their push. And then start up again, fans cheer them, oh, boom, they stopped their push again. And so they split it up saying they were going to give Peyton Royce a push. And then Billy Kay was kind of floundering, but then she was almost getting, in a way, like a Santina Morella role, almost like a comedic role in a way. Right. Uh, and all of a sudden, gone. Doesn't make any it, sense. It makes you wonder because they got rid of Peyton Royce. Yeah. It, oh, that was another one. And they, during the pandemic, they were the only thing. Well, prior to the pandemic, they were the only thing watchable on television some nights. And they were entertaining. Their entrance music it was actually kind of a closet hit in a way. You know, I, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have gotten rid of either one of them. Definitely not not getting rid of them as a team. But so those those are two that will show up in AEW and really make a name for themselves. Oh, and I, I just confirmed um, the payout date. Well, the 
the payout date is going to be uh, the 25th of June, and it's going to be 12 cents, 12 cents per share. So it has been 12 cents a share ever since they uh, went public. So for them to say it's because of the dividend, not buying it because their dividend has not changed. Uh, but so, it's, it, go ahead. Uh, hmm. Next on the list is a local Maryland favorite and someone I saw in Maryland Championship Wrestling 23 years ago, and that is Mickey James. That's another one that I don't understand why they let somebody like Mickey James go, because even though she may be past her prime in the ring, she would be a, a great mentor for the other female talent. But she could be a great mentor for the male talent because she's a veteran. She's been there, done that. She could help everybody. She, she uh, has a unique look. She's not the blonde prototype that the divas usually were. But she's also my age. And this Rhea Ripley is 24. And there's no real place for her to to go. I can see with her being a mother, she may have wanted some more time at home. And the potential to appear in the revamped NWA promotion may be a good opportunity for her to wrestle with her husband. Her husband is James Aldis. He is is he the NWA champion right now? Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis. Why does he? No, I'm looking right at her name because uh, I'm looking at her hyphenated name. Um, either way, yeah, he's still the NWA champion. Yeah, you know what? That one, money-wise, may not be good, but as far as her being able to spend more time with her husband, maybe it's a blessing in disguise for her. And and her child, because, you know, during the pandemic, having to homeschool and do everything that's been expected as a parent, it is quite difficult. As far as everybody else on the list, well, you... Chelsea Green, who got injured, her she got injured, her first match on Raw, and never, ne- never really got started. And there was also an issue with they wanted to use her pool, which was really Zack Ryder's pool. I'd forgotten made- about that. Oh. <laughs> I remember it now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the whole- then. They got rid of Tuck, and we talked about this when they broke up the tag team. Otis and Tucker, the heavy machinery, what'd they do? They put Otis with Chad Gable. That's such a mismatch. And now Tucker is unemployed. Then they had Callisto, who was one of the Lucha brothers. Lucha House Party. Uh, that's right. Lucha House Party. Thinking of the better television show on the <laughs> other channel. 
he he has not done a whole lot recently. The list gets a little more interesting. And this one, next one, Wesley Blake being kind of sad. Buddy Murphy is not doing anything on SmackDown right now. So he could have been paired with his NXT partner. But imagine being in a tag team as he was as a member of the Forgotten Sons. And your partner tweets out something that offends the entire locker room and half the country. And you're the one that gets fired, and he's walking with Elias right now. And, you know, I don't even remember what he tweeted. I mean, I remember when it happened. I just don't remember what it was, and I don't want to go look either. Oh. Then the the surprises. I'll start with Mojo Rawley who, uh, honestly, although he won the WrestleMania Andre the Giant Battle Royal, that was more to get Gronk on the television screen. I found nothing about him interesting. Except the name. I thought the name was interesting. I, no, I didn't see it. I know he was the linebacker here at the University of Maryland, and I have played going to football games down here. But as a wrestler, just nothing about him that screamed charismatic or entertaining. Then we get to someone I did think was very entertaining, they got ruined on the main roster, and that was Bo Dallas. Wasted opportunity right there. So many wasted opportunities. I thought the Bo Lee's gimmick, although cheesy and awful, that was fantastic in NXT and when he first got to the roster. When he was part of the B team with Curtis Axel, that was also good. Weren't they tag team champions as the B team? As the B team. Exactly. And then they just dropped three-day old ramen. And he had... <laughs> did, you, did you just say three-day old ramen? Yes, I did. Cooked or not cooked? So, it, either one. I used to work next to someone that would eat it raw all day. Okay. Um, anyway, back to Bo Dallas. So the Bo Leaf gimmick, you just have to Bo Leaf. Ridiculous, but everyone chanted with it just like they did the B team. And for some reason, they broke them up. And that was the end of that. Third-generation superstar, had talent, and even with the Bo Leave, he could do some things on the mic. And they also wasted an opportunity to put him as a natural team with his brother, Bray Wyatt. 
that was just a huge, huge missed opportunity. He, he could have been the rambling rabbit. They could have reformed the Wyatt family. They could have had Bo, I mean, natural fit. And before Rowan left the company, they could have put them, and I know Luke Harper, may he rest in peace, you know, he was already gone. But Rowan was still there at the time. And they they stuck him with that awful thing with the mechanical spider in that, what, what ended up being a mechanical spider. And, well, anyway. But I know and, there's and, one more you haven't mentioned, though, but I'll let you finish this one. And one more was my WrestleMania pick to take out Roman Reigns. Apparently, he could get medically cleared to re- return to wrestling, and that was Samoa Joe. When I first saw that he was released, and I don't remember if I read it, if you texted it to me or Dwayland texted it to me, because there were texts flying all over the place when all this was going on, my jaw just dropped. How could they release Samoa Joe? He is one of the top guys, in my opinion. He was another trainer at the power plant. They had him on commentary, and he was doing a great job there. Because even if he couldn't get cleared to wrestle again, why not have him on commentary? To me, it kind of makes sense to have a former wrestler doing some of the commentary because they've been in the ring. Michael Cole, besides his horrible WrestleMania match, you know, the match with Jerry Lawler and his Royal Rumble appearance, which was also horrible, he did. He was not a wrestler. Corey Graves was. Corey Graves wasn't bad as a commentator. But they just brought in um, McAfee. Pat McAfee. Yeah. Who... It's fantastic and naturally entertaining. But the rumor today is, and this is off cage side seats, that everyone who got released complained about their booking or failed a WWE physical in Samoa Joe's case and could not return to wrestling. They had other roles for him. I can't say that about the other ones necessarily. Well, except for maybe Mickey James. I mean, she could, have been, like I said, she could have been a great mentor. But if she's going to go actually be with her husband, I can't knock her for that. Family comes first. You know that. So, well, we're we're speculating for her. We are. I'll admit it. But there uh, of the releases. They, Chelsea Green wanted to do a Charlie's Angels faction with um, two female wrestlers. They didn't want to do it. Basically, if you complained about your booking, as Tucker has done, as Callisto has done, they cut you. What does Jim Ross say? It's your creator. And although they they have, what, nine hours of weekly television, they still can't 
get all these people on, and the shows are still not not very good. Let's see, three hours Raw, two hours SmackDown, two hours NXT. There's seven. Where do you get, where do you get the other two? You got the UK wrestling. Ah, okay. So where do you put them all? But they're signing up every bit of available talent. And if something AEW gets correct is they do the AEW dark show and they get the undercard wrestlers some type of screen time on their YouTube channel. And WWE has a network and can honestly do matches like that whenever they want to. Well, they had the network. Well, they they have a network, but it's the Peacock network. Yeah. And they might as well, you know, almost like an Internet site that's down – and they put the little under construction thing, they might as well do that right now with Peacock, saying certain things are under construction because they have not moved everything back over, and I would not call that a smooth transition at all. But when they're talking about they're doing this for money, for revenue, for dividends, for all that to make their stock more valuable, okay, you're saying you're cutting the salaries of 10 people. Samoa Joe, from all the research I was doing, Samoa Joe, he was the one who had the highest paid contract. He was making $800,000 a year. If everybody was making $800,000 a year, all 10 of them, you're talking $8 million for those 10. John Cena makes $8.5 million. He hasn't wrestled since when? And, and your boy, Brock Lesnar, makes $12 million to sit at home on his farm in Canada. So tell me how that's fair. Because Brock Lesnar is still box office Brock. Oh, and when he does come, if it's a like the show, like a WrestleMania, he makes half a million dollars just for the appearance. And, and don't forget two fifty to show up on Raw. And they're not going to make that back. People are actually, except for you. I know you love Brock, and that's hey, that's cool. And but, you hate him. And. and <laughs> I don't hate him. I just I wouldn't pay somebody twelve million dollars to sit home while other people who are actually willing to work for a lot less are being cut loose. And but one of the things also kind of surprised me, you know how much Tamina makes a year? Probably four hundred thousand. Not even close. Try a fifth of that. Really? Yeah. $80,000 a year. There was actually somebody else to it. I don't remember off the top of my head who it was. But her name stood out to me because she makes $80,000 a year. And I mentioned that to somebody. Actually, I think it was our friend Randy, which, Randy, I know you're not listening, but if you listen later on, happy anniversary, dude. Today's he and his wife's anniversary. But I think it was Randy when I mentioned to him. He's like, well, he said, I don't even think she's worth that much. So he's not a Tamina fan. No, and that – of the release wrestlers, and let's say Samoa Joe was cut because of his health, 
and he couldn't pass the physical and wanted to still wrestle while he was young. The only wrestlers that I'd actually watch on television were the Iconics, and they broke them up. Yep. There's not, and this is not bad, but this transitions into our Bobby Lashley topic. It really does. There's nothing that stood out about any of the released wrestlers that made you want to watch them buy merchandise or watch their YouTube clips, buy a t-shirt, do whatever, which gets people pushed or promoted. Um, I would say I would half agree with that. Some of them, I would watch them, but if they were part of the team they were associated with, like Kalisto. Lucha House Party is fun to watch. They really are. Um, but Heavy Machinery, it, not a bad team. Single, though? I don't know. Go ahead. The, wor- the worst thing that happened to Tucker is Otis winning the money in the bank. Yeah, that was – yeah, strike them while the iron is hot because Otis had all of a sudden become like this fan crowd favorite. But I think that was a little too much of a push right there because the money in the bank, and correct me if I'm wrong, has all, always kind of looked like a, a stepping stone because if you're giving them the briefcase, you're thinking – you're saying, hey, this person could potentially be – our champion. And as popular as what Otis was, I just could not see him, and not the way he is right now, not in his current incarnation, I could not see him as the champion. And so I think they did the right thing when they took it off of him and gave it to Miz. Yeah, but in his defense, Tucker got into better shape. And uh, unlike Otis, who has still been a, a a giant a giant dude, Tucker uh, Tucker cut about twenty five pounds and, and got was getting his body right, and then he just stopped appearing on television. And just that, all of a sudden, that, yeah. That that was the thing. Otis had Mandy Rose. And I don't care what Otis looks like. Mandy Rose was worth watching. That's that's the the hard thing. Even Mandy Rose has been pushed to the the wayside since that angle. Almost yep. like she's punished for what happened with Sonia Deville and that stalker. Which was not Mandy Rose's fault. It definitely wasn't Sonya Deville's fault to have some creepy, crazy, like real world. If anybody's listening, wondering what we're talking about, just Google it. For her to have actually some guy you know who's threatening her life at her house. But, but going into what makes a good 
professional wrestler, there there has to be something that draws you to watch them on the screen. And Bobby Lashley is it. Tell us about Bobby Lashley's childhood and Bobby Lashley is an army brat. His dad was a drill sergeant. And Bobby Lashley, when he got older, he went to Missouri Valley College where I didn't know this, so I was doing my research. He was a national wrestling champion. It was in the NAIA, so it wasn't NCAA. But either way, he's still a collegiate wrestling champion. So nothing to sneeze at. But not surprised about him being a champion. In the 177-pound category, that's surprising. I think one of his biceps now weighs 177 pounds. Well, but he gr- Shelton Benjamin was not a um, a large wrestler either, and neither was Kurt Angle. So, some of his size, you got to figure he cut weight until he was what. 22 when he graduated? Oh, yeah. That's usually about... It's, it just said he graduated in 1999. So you would think he probably graduated high school in 95. And so if he just did the traditional four years of college, then, yeah, he'd be about 22 when he graduated uh, from Missouri Valley College. Not university, just college. And he then he went to the Army. Now, one of the things I have not been able to find, was he enlisted or was he an officer? I would think he would be enlisted if he's following his dad, if he's following his dad's footsteps. But here – go ahead. He joined – so he didn't join the traditional army. Right. He joined – the world-class athlete program. And that tells me he's enlisted. Oh, they have, they have officers doing it too. Not many. It is usually enlisted. But, and to anybody who might be listening, who's active duty, prior military, whatever, and, there was always the controversy. I know they had it when you were in, Kyle. They definitely had it when I was in. People who were playing intramural sports of any kind where they were getting out of work to go play games, if they were uh, on the base team usually. If you were on the like your flight team, well, you were usually off work anyway, so it didn't matter. But if you were like on the base team or something like that, and all of a sudden you were getting out of work, there was always some people who were not exactly pleased about that. But in Bobby Lashley's case, that's what he did for the Army. He wrestled. And until he uh, witnessed a bank robbery and got shot. Or, well, he got he injured his knee trying not to get shot. And, and that's the... Uh the hard thing, you're training for the Olympics and you bust up your knee outside of training 
and changes changes his life. Yeah. I think he's done okay, though. So, of all the things, after a knee injury, obviously they kick him out of the Army because, whatever, he can't compete no more. Well, they discharge him. I don't know if they kicked him out. That always, to me, that always has a negative connotation, you know. Uh, but he did have to be discharged, unfortunately for him. Ended his involvement in the program. Yes. And he decides to train in professional wrestling. Might as well. So I'm watching right now, and I turn my head for a second. I look up, and I see Riddle with his arms raised. What did I just miss? He did a crucifix pin and got Randy Orton because he wants to do a tag team called RK-Bro. But... We're we're watching someone like Riddle, and did did you see Bobby Lashley's original name? His original name? His original wrestling name was not Bobby Lashley. It was Blaster Lashley. Oh Lord, how the heck did I miss that? Oh, what a t- what a terrible blaster! Oh, oh Lord! Now he is one of the few wrestlers out there who actually wrestle under their real name, because his name yeah. is Rob Robert Lashley. You know, of course, Bobby's a nope. nickname for Robert, but his first name's not Robert. You're right, but uh, his first name is Franklin Franklin Roberto Lashley. So. He starts off in OVW, makes his way through, and they bring him into – it was SmackDown first, wasn't it? Under his real name, yes. He had wrestled in dark matches for both, but, I mean, that's not something we'd see. But as far as, like, making his own screen debut, yes, it was SmackDown. And he – Immediately gets into a feud with Booker T. Starts at the King of the Ring. So he immediately gets put in with the big boys. Yeah, because, I mean, if you, yeah, you, you're not going to get much bigger than Booker T. You may tie, but you're not going to get much bigger. But, I mean, I think that actually says something about the potential they may have seen in him to pair him up with Booker T. Well, his next opponent is JBL. And this is when JBL was the United States champion. And Lashley wins. I could, you know, 
when you see something like that, and you, hear something like that, you know Vince McMahon himself saw something that he liked. Because, I mean, and actually, lastly, he has that prototypical look McMahon likes. He's big, he's powerful, he can throw people around like they're a sack of trash. So, yeah, I could see them easily, you know, putting championships on them like that. I mean, deservedly so. Like I said, maybe there's a reason why they they didn't push him all the way to the top then. Well. It may have been an experience thing, I would say, because, I mean, he is still – Still green, but and yes, I I know he got he got medically he was medically disqualified for a bit. No, so he wrestles Booker T when Booker T was King Booker, King Booker. I love that. <laughs> so. Uh, imagine you got Booker T doing his Booker gimmick and Bobby Lashley there's outside of his size there's nothing intimidating about his voice or his personality that's why he should just not talk be the silent killer and that's why he didn't talk Because he he goes in and he's United States champion, and he gets thrust into the hair versus hair match with Donald Trump and Vince McMahon. So he's in the the spotlight, where all of a sudden it's not just the wrestling spotlight. Since Donald Trump, and this is before he got into politics, before he became president. It's with him being involved, you know, it's going to have the worldwide spotlight. So now the whole world gets to see Bobby Lashley. And, of course, they also get to see Omaga. Omaga was another just absolute beast and left us way too soon. goes from the hair versus hair match at WrestleMania to ECW where he becomes a two-time ECW champion and the third black heavyweight champion in WWE history behind The Rock and Booker T. And that was back when ECW, their brand, was considered a world title. Yes, it was. But wrestles for a couple years, gets put into the world heavyweight picture with John Cena, injures himself, and needs shoulder surgery. And basically, while he's out, they release him from his contract. Can you imagine what it would take to give that man a shoulder injury? The man has literally has bowling balls up on his shoulders are bowling balls. 
But to get those bowling balls, you get a press probably two twenty-five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you that that is definitely your area, my friend. You would know that a lot better than I would. So I will take your so, word for it. To get that, like they, there's videos of Brock doing four hundred five over overhead with ease, and then throwing base hit hay bales around the farm. It's it's a lot of work to put on what he's got, and he, if he's taking anything, he's looked the same for 15 years. He's got very genetically gifted muscle bellies that make him look huge. The man knows how to tra- how to train. I would agree with that. He goes to TNA Wrestling, and he he's just not not into wrestling. And this is a rumor. I'm sure you read it. There were some uh, discrimination issues with his wife in WWE. He kind of wanted to leave wrestling. It, it left a lasting impact with him for a while. I did not catch that, actually. So his, his wife was um, Crystal Marshall? I have seen the name um, of his wife, but I just haven't seen the part about what you were saying. But what... What exactly were they discriminating against? Just because um, race? It the details um, details on her departure. They were together. She followed him to TNA Wrestling. They have, I believe, two kids together. They may not have got married. They weren't. Um, yeah, I'm literally just now reading it. Yeah, they um, they have a son and they have a daughter, but they did not get married. So there there was a some sort of issue with her departure, and then she she does follow him to TNA Wrestling, so they kind of left together and go to TNA. And at that point, what, TNA Wrestling hired virtually every WWE wrestler that got released. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say cast off, but that's kind of it almost feels like that, but just knowing who the people were, it's kind of hard to call them cast-offs. But what, one of the things he's doing in TNA Wrestling in 2010 is he's stoking his fire to compete in MMA, mixed martial arts. And, it, you know, that takes – it takes a lot of time and a lot of training 
to to prepare for that. A little bit, yeah. So he he essentially wants to wants to quit TNA wrestling and pursue MMA full time. And he goes ten wins, two losses. And then signs with the number two MMA promotion, and that's Bellator Wrestling, or Bellator. Bellator MMA, yeah. Where he went 5-0 and in their heavyweight division and probably got cheated out of a heavyweight title opportunity because their their heavyweight champion was in limbo for almost two years. And how was it in limbo? He, the guy was Russian and there were issues getting him signed to fight. And instead of like stripping him of the title, which would happen in UFC, creating an interim champion, which would happen in UFC. They just let it go forever. And this is Bellator? This was Bellator. So he he goes, wrestles a little bit, and Lashley loses. He he lost one fight because the man fought with mono. Like, legitimately mono. Was that the doctor stoppage? No. Well, he couldn't get up from the stool at the end of the second round. And his fight was, basically, he he got a cut. And he's so dehydrated because of the mono that the ring in a stretcher. Yeah, it looks like that was August 21st, 2010. Uh, the name of the event was Strike Force Houston against Chad Griggs. It just says two rounds, time five minutes. The rounds are two and a half minutes apiece, right? No, they're five minutes. Oh, they're five minutes. It was the end of the second round. Oh, okay. So that the, I'm thinking that time is cumulative. My mistake. Either way, so it says five minutes, so the end of the second round. Uh, the only other fight he lost was to a James Thompson. Who, and that, that was this guy, if you are familiar with Kimbo Slice, mm-hmm. who fought on CBS, he fought a British dude with a big, basically, cauliflower ear. And Kimbo punched him in the ear and popped it. Are you serious? That was James. Oh, he popped. Oh, I have never heard of that because I thought the, I thought that the cartilage had calcified to the point it was just basically like one big callus and you couldn't pop it. No, he he had rubbed it. He had rubbed it training for or getting ready in warm ups. 
and he came out with his ear just like full of pus. <laughs> and it, it was one of the greatest punches. And of course they replayed it a bunch of times, but that was James Thompson. He was pretty good in, in his day. Lashley becomes a shark fight heavyweight champion. That's a smaller MMA promotion. And wanted to wanted to keep going, get signed by the bigger Bellator. And at this point, his money match would have been Lesnar. That would be a match I think everybody in the world would pay to see, an actual shoot fight between them two. And it, it never worked out. They end up releasing him from his Bellator contract uh, in October of last year. And if if our math is correct, he fought 17 fights. And he is, what, 44 right now? Um, got four, I think he's got four years on me. Yes, he is 44, uh, birthday July 16th, 1976. So he fought at a high level, the, the number two promotion in the United States, until his 43rd birthday. Well, he was signed with them, but it looks like his last match was in 2016, which is still making 39. Which is well, still that's still pretty impressive. He was still training with the American top team. True. Who is the the best best training camp in Florida for sure. It's arguably the best in the country slash world. Now do you and, put Bobby Lashley in the same category as shotgun, stun gun, four friends? His mild demeanor showed two things, and and you'll get to it here, because while he's wrestling for Bellator, which is on what used to be Spike TV, there's something else now. I think they're the Paramount Network now. They co-brand him and he returns to TNA Wrestling. And do you know who he was with, Steve? The second time in TNA? Yes, because this is relevant. With TNA, they put him with MVP, and originally it was Loki, and they were the beatdown clan. Oh, the beatdown clan. That that almost sounds like a really, really bad wannabe street gang in the town I live in. And, <laughs> but, 
But the Beatdown Clan, they were they were awesome. That was a good group. Uh, because MVP was the mouthpiece. Which he is really, really good at. And they had low-key, but they kept switching people out. And see, this makes me want to go find all these old uh, TNA Impact uh, videos and check on them out because I have just never really gotten into Impact. Sometimes um, I will watch it. Well, actually, I've watched it more now in the past few months than what I ever had before. And I like it. I just I, I wish there were crowds. Once the crowds come back, I'll probably watch it more. But it sounds like, I mean, I should see all these old old TNA uh, tapes so and the videos. And I'll have to actually take your recommendation on which ones to check out. T- TNA wrestling, they go through different periods. This one is towards the end of the Dixie Carter TNA. Okay. And her nephew was e- Ethan Carter the third also known as EC3. Mm-hmm. And one thing with Bobby Lashley that they did is they make him a heel. And when a large guy like Bobby Lashley doesn't talk and has someone talk for him, that works. As a heel. Absolutely. As a heel, that works. You put him with who is a manager, and that would work. You're watching Raw right now, aren't you? Um, I, I wouldn't say watching. But it's on, is what I'm saying. Well, Maurice is his wife. Right. But it, 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 just have, it just coincided as you said that. I'm like... Wow. You know, so that's why I was wondering if you actually were catching that at the same time, if it was just a coincidence. But either way, it still works, what you were saying. Now, Lana in a relationship did not work. But that I, was, Well, that was dumb for a whole lot of reasons. about Bobby Lashley is he was the first black teenage world champion first African-American in TNA to win win that title. And he defeated Eric Young. Goes uh, and loses the, the title to Bobby Roode. Regains, regains it and they create this beatdown clan, the BDC, and then then he turns face, which meh. And, and basically, after the beatdown clan, he he wins the title. He wins the King of the Mountain. Russell's, like, his TNA run was really good. 
and defeats Kurt Angle in his last TNA match, a title on multiple occasions, unites the TNA world title with the X Division title, won the King in the Mountain Championship, so he won all three titles that they had at the time. So he was and, more or less the TNA, I guess, triple crown, triple crown, triple crown winner. If they, if they actually were to refer to as that. Yep. And then beats, well, loses to Alberto El Patron, and he wants to allegedly quit wrestling gets into a feud with uh, Moose where they end up bringing American Top Team into into TNA. And wrestle on the sixth side of steel and Lashley leaves and comes to WWE where he's currently performing. You would probably agree with me that his first couple years in WWE really underperformed, undervalued. I don't know about underperformed because I think he was given his all but definitely underwhelming and yeah undervalued for sure and I think part of that was the booking uh, putting him with Leo Rush I wanted to drive to wherever they were at I don't care if it would have took me 10 hours to get there I just wanted to get there before Leo Rush was done and I wanted to put a muzzle on him because it made it made Lashley's matches hard to watch if you had well, if you had the sound on, if you had the sound off, it probably wouldn't be as bad. But with Leo Rush on the microphone going Bobby Lashley, and it was just annoying, and it made you not want to have Bobby Lashley out there. And it he kind of floundered for me in the first few years. And when they put him with MVP, and I've actually told you this before. I was glad because, like you said, Bobby Lashley, big, hulking dude with bowling ball shoulders and looks like he has, like, little to no body fat whatsoever. And then he talks, and he's like, hey, guys. And it just tears it all the way down. And so make him a heel, give him a mouthpiece. And that's what they did, and that now he is the champion, as well he should be. He should have been champion a long time ago. But anyway, so his his angle with Lana was the worst. Oh, oh my! Oh, the worst that, thing. You jump right to him winning the championship. Because that's what I'm thinking of now. But we, had, I don't even want to. The thing with Lana, it was just like when they, and this doesn't. This isn't necessarily with Bobby Lashley. But when they had Lana 
kind of t- paired up with um, was it Ziggler? But people knew she and Rusev were living together at the time, and then they got engaged, and their engagement made some like entertainment uh, newspaper or magazine, or it made some entertainment news. But this is while they were in feud against each other. And so Vince McMahon got pretty heated about that because, oh, no, you broke a famous. Why would you make them against each other when everybody knew they were living together and now they are married? It's the same thing. Nobody's going to buy it. It's like they're married. They're living together. They're leaving the arena together. They're traveling together. Nobody's going to believe they're divorced and she's now married to Bobby Lashley, even though they had about half the audience try to do a run-in and stop the wedding. But that whole thing was just bad, and they should have just stopped it right away. And one of the things that did disappoint me as a fan were some of the fans, how they were reacting to it for other reasons, because it made wrestling fans look ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Uh, racist and ignorant. Exactly. And just the whole angle was bad. Never should have happened, especially when everybody knows that all parties involved are actually in relationships. And But to go from that to and really in a, kind of a short amount of time, if you think about it, because that was just back in the fall when that was going on, and now he's champion. So well, they had to completely erase the stink of Lana from him, and now she's in what the glow party with Naomi. I think Lana, I think she'll be one of the next ones to leave. But but anyway. overall, she nothing about that angle enhanced him or his career at all. If anything, it, it took a step backwards. And it, thankfully, they ended it when they did, well, they should have ended it before they did, but they finally ended it, and like you said, they they did a break enough where it got the stink of it off of him, and he was able to obviously move on. Because that that I don't know if it could have done some of the permanent damage that has happened to other wrestlers, and I'm glad it didn't. And now I'm just curious, how long are they going to keep the belt on him? Because he is very believable as a champion. Next pay-per-view is Backlash, is it not? Well, the next pay-per-view is WrestleMania Backlash. Yes. The current rumor is his feud with Drew McIntyre. We'll go the regular three months, all WrestleMania fees due. And he might get the match he wants with Brock Lesnar. 
at they've, they've Well, they've been rumored uh, for um, – there's been rumors that Lesnar's been going to be coming back for quite a while, though, none of which have panned out. Well, his issue is Brock Lesnar is a Canadian resident. Right. So after the American health, health system failed him, he moved to Canada where well, he, he already, lives on farm. He already had his farm up in Canada. Well, he, he moved there. And when he's considered international now. And he he can't get in the country to wrestle. <sighs> so it's not that your favorite wrestler doesn't want to wrestle. It's that he cannot. See, I'm making a face. I'm going to find... I'm pretty sure you are making a face. I'm going to find a Brock Lesnar Rubik's Cube and send it to you. I might already have one with his face on it. Seriously. It's not not just him, you know, but it's – and it's one of the the smaller ones. Got it a long time ago. But anyway – Bobby Lashley would have been perfect as a Paul Heyman guy. I I agree, but what I was thinking earlier, when the very beginning of this Raw, when MVP was out there talking to Drew McIntyre, was it seems like they're trying to, I don't know, push MVP as kind of the next Paul Heyman which may be the reason why they split up the Hurt Business, which I think that right there is a mistake in my eyes because it seems like they're, they don't want to have big factions. Oh, wow, how about what? that? Dude plays the bass as well. Um, they don't want to have factions. They just want to have like the manager having one, maybe two people, and that's it. Because right now, technically, Paul Heyman has Roman Reigns, Part of that is because Lesnar's not there right now. When Lesnar comes back, is he going to be going back with uh, Paul Heyman? Well, considering it's two shows, it's possible. Possible. So you think that Heyman will just end up on both shows? He could. And... If you think about it, Brock Lesnar is the exact same as Bobby Lashley. The difference is Brock Lesnar exudes dominance. And he's always been pushed like that. And while there's a charisma there. That charisma does not exist with Bobby Lashley. Okay, holding a briefcase up to your ear and pretending it's a it's a boombox, I don't know if I'd call that charisma. Beatbox Brock. <laughs> yeah. I know that's How, your favorite too. If I if I if I can find an action figure of Brock Lesnar 
and I can find a boombox. I'm going to tape it to his hand, and I'm going to send it to you. So you might as well get your address ready and send it to me. The fact that you don't have my address after all these years. I said, you know what? I may, I may actually have it. <laughs> or you may, I, or you may not have, ever, you may not have ever given it to me, actually. Because uh, I have sent cards to your house. Uh, I will have to ask my wife for the address then, because she collects the cards. So, but Brock Lesnar exudes personality. He may not communicating it to a live audience, but he still exudes dominance and physical expression. Bobby Lashley does not. Well, that's the same thing with Lesnar. Lesnar really doesn't talk either. But he still has the outward charisma. He has facial facial expressions. It's still outward charisma. Okay. So they're going with the mighty Bobby Lashley now, right? The almighty? The almighty Bobby Lashley. The mighty Bobby Lashley. The champion Bobby Lashley. As long as Leo Rush isn't saying it, I don't care what they call him. Um, Imagine him throwing people around and then hitting a double bicep pose to exemplify his his features or what Steiner used to do and drop down and do a bunch of push-ups in between moves. Uh, do you not remember when they had Lashley showing his butt muscles? No. That was when, when he was there with Leo Rush. It was kind of annoying, actually, because he would do a move that he would kind of turn around to the camera and flex his butt. I think that was also kind of a setback as well. They should have never done that. Don't know whose idea it was. I don't know if it was McMahon's. I don't know if it was Kevin Dunn or what. But, but yeah, it shouldn't have happened. Because when you have a grown man, you know, showing his butt to the camera and flexing it, not the best thing. Anyway, that if anything, that's what he's missing. Uh, I don't think he's missing it anymore. I mean, he's not sitting there flexing the whole time, but he's definitely showed his strength because, you know, the full Nelson was always a move that if, if it was going to be used, it wasn't going to be like a small guy using it. It was always going to be the guy – with the jacked up muscles. It was like a, a Hercules Hernandez. It was a Billy Jack Haynes. Uh, did Rude ever use it? He could have. Uh, the superstar Billy Graham, he's another one. Chris Masters, I mean, big guys with big muscles. And I know a lot of people don't like the full Nelson as a move. I do. Uh, I think it's a fantastic move. Especially for for him. 
Yeah. It shows but, off the strength. It, it makes them a monster, which is what you kind of want out of a heel. You want to make them look like they're unbeatable. In a unique callback to his original WWE run, he was the one that broke the master lock. Good bit of trivia there, Kyle. So it, it's ironic that he is using that move as a finisher. Kind of like when Rick Martell started using the Boston Crab as his finishing move as a heel when that was the move which cost him the AWA world title to Stan Hansen. I think Rick Martell used the Boston Crab the entire time he was in WWF. It was Strike Force? He, he used it with Strike Force too. Oh no, but I'm just saying I just thought it was that was something that I thought of as a however I was, you know, twelve, thirteen when he was using the Boston Crab as his finisher because that was the move Stan Hansen used to take the world title off of Martel because Stan Hansen called it the Brazos Valley Backbreaker. And the magazines are, yeah, the way he does it, yeah, it puts a lot of more pressure on just one certain part of the back. Like it's a Boston Crab. The only one that really does the Boston Crab any different from anybody else is Jericho, the way he does it. Yeah, but, he forced people to bend. Yeah, the way – now, anyway. But, but yeah, well, Lashley, using the full Nelson, yeah, you're right. I mean, it is kind of, kind of ironic, but um, at the same time, he broke the match lock. And so he basically, he claimed it as his own. He is the master of the master lock. It's kind of like, you know, in Harry Potter, when you take the wand from somebody, well, that wand's yours now. Same thing. And now you're about to say, may the force be with you. Wrong movie series. And No, I purposely said it, though. <laughs> yeah. Use the force, Gandalf. Anyway. So... And, yeah, my precious. But they they found a good move move for him. It, it's like Brock Lesnar with the German suplexes. I know he overdoes them. But he... It, it, it's definitely a move for him to exemplify his strengths. Yes. Now, back to the question I asked before. How long do you think Lashley will have the title? How long do you think they'll keep the title on him? I I think if you don't let... Are him and Drew going to trade it back and forth? I hope not. Because you and I both know that the values it, and like you say, the fifty-fifty booking—that's all that does. You need to have a dominant champion, and even if it is Lesnar, I mean, because I'll admit, having a dominant champion gets people to come watch your product more. Usually, without. So I. I I truly think that they're going to take the title 
and it'll be him and Lesnar because that's the most money they could make. And probably SummerSlam. Have they uh, have they said where SummerSlam is going to be this year? Um, yeah, I'm looking to. Yeah, well, yeah, since she asked. But <laughs> Orlando. Okay, so they're, they're sticking around Florida. Um, which makes sense. But what well, are they doing it in the performance? Well, performance center wouldn't make any sense. And I know the Amway Center has already been taken with other things. Well, no, for something like that, if they are to schedule, are there going to be, be people there? That's the big question. Well, there, there's <laughs> ticket got tickets for it. Okay. Is okay. You give them Drew. Who's next after this? Hmm. Of the current roster, not including Lesnar. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it looks like they're putting Orton with Riddle. So the whatever it was with Bray Wyatt that kind of ended really weirdly. You think, well, I don't know if I would put him with Bray because that that is such a contradiction of characters and styles. And I think that would be... Uh, that'd be an interesting match, but I don't know if uh, I don't know if I'd put them in a in a program together to last a series of matches. Make sense? So Bobby Lashley against Drew McIntyre, maybe Braun Lesnar, Braun Strowman. They're not even they doing m- much with Braun right now, unfortunately. I don't know, I don't know what their deal is with him. That, that, that's a match I would watch. You know, you're talking two great big tanks running into each other. So that that's the, the tricky thing is after Drew, who? After Drew, who? Uh, let's see. And I'm looking, yeah, it's going to be at the Amway Center. Uh, oh, so the tenants behind closed doors for right now. That could possibly change, though, I would think. Out of the current roster. And it has to be the current roster from Raw, because I don't see anybody swapping right now just for that. And they've actually been pretty good. I don't know if you've noticed about sticking with the rosters as the way they are, not this... Well, they have this thing where they, this one person can switch back and forth. They're not really doing that, so it has to be somebody from Raw. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. Okay. But, like, they're they're doing something right now with uh, – is that Bandy Rose and Dana Brooks? Dana Brooks? 
I believe it was. I turned my head for a second. And by the way, I was when I said that about the Amway Center, I stand corrected because that was actually 2020. I thought I clicked on 2021, and somehow I didn't. So overall, how much longer do you think he's going to wrestle? Just in general, before he calls it a day? Yeah. Well, the way he jumps from one organization to another, he even if he were if something were to happen right now and he would leave the WWE, I think he would always have a home at one of the other organizations, whether it be AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, NWA, wherever. I think Bobby Lashley will always have a home somewhere, and I think he will always draw money. I mean, and it may not be on the level of like a Lesnar money, but now that he's getting more exposure, he's now he's getting the credibility that he really, to me, always had as a world champion. Now they could say former WWE champion Bobby Lashley. And so he will have a home somewhere. But I think it just kind of depends on what he wants to do. But I think he's going to, he's writing his own story. Well, the interesting thing uh, about his amateur background, who do you think would win in a fight? Bobby Lashley or Shelton Benjamin? Ooh. I don't know, but I'd pay to see it. Because Shelton Benjamin, he may not be as tall as Lashley, but he's definitely got the skills. Shelton Benjamin only wrestled two years before he got a scholarship to to Minnesota and four years of school. And he was a two-time All-American at Minnesota. And that there's always a difference between levels in amateur wrestling and the NCAA. So NAIA, do you... Can you name another NAIA champion? The Shawnee State men's basketball team from this year, yes. It has nothing to do with the fact that we were just in Portsmouth two days ago when I saw that on their marquee. But besides that, no. Um... I am right, and I believe I am. John Jones was the NAIA wrestler. Because he went to Morrisville State College, and he was the National Junior College champion, which I guess is different. Um, yeah, but say uh, yeah, JUCO's 
they're JUCOs. I don't think they're necessarily NAIA. They're kind of their own thing. No, because Shane Carwin was a Division Two wrestler. So, so the way so angle. Um, one, two, three. NAIA is at the bottom, and then everything else. So, I know we uh, have the opportunity for Bobby Lashley. I think his his money match, the the last one he really needs, is Brock Lesnar. And I can't say that he'd win or there'd be a torch passing. Have they ever gone against each other? Um, I don't think they've ever wrestled each other. Because that's money. And right and now, SummerSlam 2021, there is no date set, but they said there is, is going to be a crowd. They plan on having a crowd, so they just don't have a date yet. But the, the other wrestler, and he's just not a fit right now with the heel face alignments. Karrion Cross, who's the NXT champion, would make a very interesting opponent for Bobby Lashley. Hmm. Is it something that you would pay money to see? Carrying Cross is the next big wrestler. And it's the way he's presented. That man jumps out at the screen on you. And that's someone who legitimately could retire Brock Lesnar. Actually, here's a name that's on Raw. I don't know. Uh, I don't think he'll actually fit with what they're doing with him right now. But that'd be AJ Styles. Um, I don't, I just don't see that because AJ's, AJ's finishing up his career. He's on his last contract already. So. You think AJ's done after this contract's up? That's what he said. Yeah. It'd be a good match to watch, I, I would think. Well, it'd be a good match to watch, but I don't see AJ beating him. If we're just going strictly on size, you also have Keith Lee. But Keith Lee, his, he doesn't have – I don't think he would have enough experience yet. I think it'd be a good match. I don't know if it'd be a great match. So Keith Lee is an, an interesting thing, and I guess you purposely in this way for this part of the discussion, Keith Lee being another minority wrestler has not been booked very well. No, he hasn't. Like none 
none of his strengths are being emphasized. And, you know, as critical as what I've been about Paul Levesque, Triple H, whatever, about how they've handled some of the people in the main roster, he's actually the one who's in charge of NXT, which means all these wrestlers who become good in NXT and they become popular in NXT and their characters are just over like Rover, that would have to be in due part to Triple H. And Keith Lee in NXT was over, very over. Right. And he gets to the main roster, and I want to say, would you say the Rumble last year was his debut? Because I think he actually went back to NXT for a little bit after the Rumble because they, they've been bringing NXT folks up for the Rumble, but not necessarily them staying on the main roster. So I think he actually went back for a few months and then came back again. But then there's also the whole COVID thing. His debut was the Survivor Series. Uh, 19? Because he was in... He was in NXT. And he was the North American and their heavyweight champion. That... I think that was 20 because they had the whole controversy about someone who was a guest of someone at the event because they didn't have an audience. So they, they had taped it, but somebody took a picture of Keith Lee holding both belts up and then posted it to Instagram. And so it spoiled, spoiled it for everybody. Cause all of a sudden everybody knew Keith Lee was going to be having both belts. So 2020 was where he did the Royal Rumble thing. Right, because he, when he came in there, Lesnar's eyes got about as big as plates. And he's like, that's a but, big boy. And then he asked Paul Heyman, who's this guy? But it, it was the Survivor Series that he... He really made it on the scene, and that would have been 19. Okay. But either way, they're not using it correctly. And because Keith Lee, he's a little older than most of the people with um, that experience, you know, that just a few years. But I think size-wise, it would be an interesting matchup. I think size-wise, almost could be in there too, but almost, I mean, obviously he's a rookie or just on the other side of being a rookie. And yeah, he's definitely not ready for that yet. Uh, Randy Orton. I don't want to see Randy Orton as champion anymore, but that's just a personal preference. (laughs) I mean, it comes down to it. It's not a heel heel matchup. No. And Randy Orton is so much better as a heel than a face. Hey, I'm just looking through the list of everybody who's on the Raw roster right now. They're not going to give it to Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil, he, I mean, he's more of an ambassador right now anyway. Uh, can't see our truth No. No. I haven't seen him in weeks. 
Yeah, they haven't been shown the 24-7 title, have they? Uh, they may be quietly getting rid of it. And yeah, but now it's going to be the Peacock Prestige National Championship. Please tell me you just made that up. Um. Yeah, I was going with that. <laughs> uh, technically, Jinder Mahal's on the roster. Yeah, but what... he's going to India. He what? He's going to NXT India. Ah. Of course, he actually he may be another one because he's actually Canadian. You know, his heritage obviously is Indian. And he speaks like a lot of different languages, English, Hindi, I think French, and some other ones. Uh, the man is actually very smart. But yeah, yeah, he, may be, he may be stuck in Canada as well. And, and uh, last year's opponent just can't be anybody. Right. Humberto Carrillo? Carrillo? Him, Humberto. He's hurt. I think he's good though. I and not, now I can't see him necessarily against Lashley. It would be kind of a one sided affair. There's also Sheamus, currently the current US champion. Yeah, but the heel heel alignment. One of them would have to turn, even if it is temporarily. And the Sheamus has turned so much that's like a discussion for another episode. Yeah. They got they got rid of the big show. Only to recreate the big show. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah, on the Raw roster, I cannot see really anybody. Uh, oh, not what, what experience-wise, because Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin—they used to be part of the Hurt business. They held up the old thing where they split them up. Fine, whatever, but they they seem to be more interested in tag team stuff right now anyway. You know, and that's not a bad way to go. But if I were to look at the SmackDown roster, you know, somebody they could switch just for this. And, wow, the SmackDown roster is not as big, which makes sense because it's only a two-hour show. Alistair Black, uh, Not there's, the a, re- there's a reason me. why they didn't cut him, though. They're, they didn't cut him, and there's got to be a reason. Somebody said they actually have something for him, but I don't know how true that is. Uh, Dawkins, no. Paulo Cruz, no. He's already got his own thing going on right now. Uh, Big E? Yeah, that was my only guess. Yeah, that'd be a match I'd watch. I think Cesaro Cesaro could actually I think that would be a good match. Uh Jacob Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, Dominic Mysterio, eight none of the Usos, Kevin Owens, uh I'd watch King Corbin just so he could get beat down. I used to be pretty high on King Corbin too. Well, when he was barren. When he was still a baron and not, not a king, when he, back when he had the long hair and he was the lone wolf. Matias, uh, no. Murphy, no. Otis, good God, no. Mysterio, Bobby Roode. 
but he's doing the tag team thing now. Yeah, he's the dirty dog. Who the heck is Slapjack? That's one of the Retribution members. Oh, okay. All right. He's listed on the SmackDown roster at the very end. Yeah, they, uh, they, they. Uh, you think Rollins? I know he's got something else going on right now, but... Well, Rollins is challenging Cesaro, or did on Friday. Mm-hmm. So no, nothing they do makes sense. Can't see Zayn doing it. Of course, they're not going to have Roman Reigns. Although, at Survivor Series, if they could have a title versus title, or at least the champion versus champion. How about uh, Shayna Baszler? I may be able to take him. Because <laughs> didn't you say you actually like trained with her or saw her train or something? She was she was she was good. But those, those are legit fights. Right. And that's obviously scripted. So finding an opponent for for Lashley, like, like how do you make him weak? It is is the big question. Is how do you, how do you put him in peril that size? Well, the thing with a heel, especially a monster heel, God, God, that's a he shouldn't be that hard to book because he's unstoppable. So basically, you put him in there, but you don't want him to be always total squashes. He and Braun, I think, would be okay, but Braun's kind of become one-dimensional. And he's another one that I don't think they have pushed as well as what they could have been. Because even now, they're saying, oh, he's just good, and I don't get the point in that. But anyway, it goes to the ultimate question. Um, you think when Vincent's man looks at Bobby Lashley that he understands who he is as a person? I think he sees green. But like we've been saying, it's the promos and how Bobby Lashley is so soft-spoken. And that's not a knock on the man. It's just that's who he is. But is there any, unless there's something else you're looking for with that question? Well, you think he looks at MVP. MVP was good enough to win the heavyweight title during his first run and and just never got the, the push, the jump. 
MVP has done jail time. Right. Shelton Benjamin. Um, watching him wrestle. Probably the most gifted and fluid wrestler we have seen in years. Even even at 40 plus now. God, he is that age, isn't he? Yeah. I didn't even think about that. And they can't find something for him? Well, there seems to be a commonality here. Well, how, how there just seems to be a disconnect between how we we mentioned Bobby Lashley, we mentioned Keith Lee, Shelton Benjamin's another one. The street profits are kind of a stereotype right now. I like the street profits. I do like them. They are entertaining, but they're they're also kind of a stereotype. The New Day have been together for seven years, and he wouldn't have pushed Kofi if he didn't have to. Uh, the New Day, one of the unique things about the New Day is it was their idea. It wasn't something that was created for them. They came up with it, and they had to convince the man that it would work. And he finally said, go ahead convince me and they made it work in fact they made it work first as heels but then they were so over they they couldn't help but to turn and face but that that's a rarity that was a rarity for Vince McMahon uh, to do that really for anybody but Orlando Jordan that was another one that was I was thinking off the top of my head well, Orlando Jordan was a little weird. He was, uh, but but he had Orlando Jordan definitely had the skills. He had the skills, but he had a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Right, and I don't know if maybe this man just wasn't ready for something like that. So Mark Henry was a world heavyweight champion. Kofi Kingston was a world heavyweight champion. But the until it happened, because we were watching the match doing the podcast, did you believe Bobby Lashley was going to be a world champion watching Raw? When it first started? Yeah. Like that that particular night. I'm trying to remember yeah. everything that happened that night. Was he actually already scheduled to go against Miz, or is it something that happened later on during the match or during the during the show? Because I don't think they were scheduled at the beginning. But once they booked it, I'm thinking, okay, they're going to have Lashley as champion. They've used Miz as a transitional champion. That was one of the reasons why Miz had the uh, briefcase so he could cash it in. 
against Drew McIntyre after Drew McIntyre got beat down to the point where all Miz had to do was just walk in and put one finger on him and pin him. And it was all to set it up for WrestleMania between the two guys with all the muscles. But and with Lashley as the champion going in. Yeah. But I mean I can't think of well, which one would have been better Lashley winning the title at WrestleMania or defending the title? See, I, I think by having him win the way he did, he was robbed of a WrestleMania ro- moment. And the biggest indicator of how he's going to be viewed is how he's booked as champion. And right now the competition, like what you've been saying, the competition, it just really isn't there. There's nobody on the roster right now for him to beat that would make him look even stronger. Because he's already beat McIntyre uh, at WrestleMania, and they're going to be going at it again at Backlash. And I depend on what they do on Backlash. Because, and if everybody right now, I think Drew McIntyre is the most legit one for him to have a match with. What do you think? And that's everybody right now. That's not including Lesnar. Yeah. So right now, and this part isn't Bobby Lashley's fault. I mean, unless you were to say, well, look how big he is. You know, it, it, it is his fault he's so tough. No, not really. It's not his fault they don't have anybody else ready to take him on. So they, right. need to, they need to build somebody. And this is one of the things that I actually read today. And I think it, was, it may have been an interview with Mickey James. But she got to talking about Kevin Dunn. And she said Kevin Dunn's the man that everybody knows about all the influence and power he has, but they never see him. He's never around. Like, this man's always around, which I'll give the man credit. He's there at every Raw. He's there at every SmackDown. He's there at all the pay-per-views. It's extremely rare for him not to be there. So he is very invested in his company, his product, because it has his name on it. And, yes, he does approve everything. He's not the one coming up with these ideas. So I think part of it is going to come down to Kevin Dunn and also to Bruce Pritchard because we know Bruce Pritchard's back in there. I don't know how much say-so Paul Heyman has, but, of course, Heyman would be for SmackDown anyway. So the misbooking, the mismanaging of Bobby Lashley ultimately falls on McMahon, but there's other people before him who are actually making the suggestions. Make sense? Well, they may be making the suggestions, but that's like me saying, hey, Steve, get a real haircut. And then your children saying, hey, Dad, get a real haircut. And then your stop spot saying, get a real haircut, and 
you deciding, um, no, I want to grow out a mullet. Right now, it's a skullet. You're in, in the Vince McMahon eyes, the only one that enjoyed Lana and Bobby Lashley was Vince McMahon. He does stuff for his own amusement. And his own amusement sucks. There's a reason why the ratings are under two. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm definitely not going to disagree with you about that. So what is hip and trendy is not what is on television right now. And when you take away organic things that the fans like, then you can't complain that your ratings can continue to go down. And then when you get rid of some of the fans' favorites, like the Iconics, like Samoa Joe, like Bo Dallas, even though we haven't seen him in a year and a half, well, I'm actually going to try and figure out where to get the Buff Bagwell top hat. <laughs> so I'm more concerned about that than where Bo Dallas has been. But, well, try to talk to Cameron Grimes because I believe the hat he's wearing kind of resembles it. Well, it's a top hat that's been airbrushed. But uh, I was looking at that. Someone just sent me a photo of them dressed as Scott Steiner. And they did an entrance video, and they had the headgear and everything. So that that was pretty impressive. So, and, and surprisingly, I am meeting wrestling fans in public but most people will say I like the old stuff I don't like the current product and I think part of that goes back to the older stuff wasn't so repetitive like I said it wasn't the 50-50 book and there was more definitive champions more definitive hierarchies really and it wasn't just a bunch of high spots. It wasn't every match being the same. Okay, we're going to have somebody do the stupid-looking suicide dive. Okay, we're going to have them all jump over the one side of the ring, too. It's never on the other side. It's always on that one side where the entrance ramp is, where they're going to jump on them, and whether it be one guy or if it's five guys, standing there waiting to catch them. And... I've noticed at WrestleMania, they started getting away from the whole, okay, you have to do your finishing move three times before you can pin them. Because they've been catching a ton of criticism about that. So baby steps. But I I don't think it's too late. I think they can come back. Uh, I think having competition, you would (laughs) – You would think having competition would force them to kind of look at themselves and start improving themselves. 
They haven't because for whatever reason they thought we'll put NXT head to head against them. Well, NXT's always been thought of as a training ground. So that didn't work. Anyway. Well, hopefully Lashley's push works and that next month he's not a transitional champion. I hope he's not a transitional champion because that would be such an injustice for him because he's paid his dues all over the place. He deserves to actually hold the title for a while. And I, I actually hope he gets to listen to this because when I advertised it on Twitter, I tagged him. So I, I, I hope all the way to SummerSlam, and I'll tell you I'm a Brock Lesnar fan. If it's a good match, I, I hope Le- Lashley puts him out. Or why can't but we it, have like why can't we have like a double disqualification, double count out where they're fighting each other all the way up, well, all the way up the aisle? I wouldn't be disappointed with that. So it, it's just uh, figuring out what's going to work for him, match wise, people wise, and hopefully booking wise because. He should be laying down hard promos, and I haven't really seen him do that yet. Roman Reigns is definitely carrying the promo torch on the other brand for heel champions. Which is kind of ironic because Roman Reigns, one of his biggest criticisms back in the day, and I say back in the day, it was just really just three years ago, was his promos. And now I know he wasn't writing the promos, but as soon as he saw Suffering Succotash written down on a piece of paper, he should look at him and said, no. And no, he went out and actually said Suffering Succotash. And I'm thinking, all right, who was watching Looney Tunes before they wrote this? But, and that was another ironic thing, because I always said, make him heal, give him Paul Heyman as a mouthpiece. Well, now he has Paul Heyman, which is still good, but now, but he's actually cutting his own promos with their heel promos, and maybe that was the trick the whole time, turn the man heel like everybody was saying. But this man lives in a bubble. It's been proven time and time again. But we have about two minutes left, Kyle. And I actually chose this topic, Bobby Lashley. I just threw it out there. Uh, do you have any ideas for next week? You. Um, any, anything on your mind? That's what I kind of figured, you know, because we've been going all, all over wrestling topics, and I know when it I, comes to wrestling, your mind is like an encyclopedia. I have an individual that wants to wants to come on and discuss the career and booking of Roman Reigns. All right, and that is a for sure we can have him on? That is a for sure. Fantastic. Uh, We will definitely be in touch this week then so we can arrange that however we do it. If it's him calling in, us calling him, however we do it, we will make it happen. 
and that sounds like it'll be a fun time because we go from talking about the champion from Raw to talking about the champion from SmackDown. That's I think it. it's perfect. Yep, perfect transition. And Kyle, do you have anything else for the fans out there? No, I hope you have a good week, man. Yep, so do I. And for all the fans who are listening, tell your friends about us because we would love to grow our listener base even more. That would make mine and Kyle's day. But until next week, Kyle, God bless, man. We'll see you. All right, man.